This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. I know the first hour was short, but we are entering hour number two of Peace-a-thon. Brian Broaddus will be here imminently, and if you miss... The morning show, no problem at all. Bobby Belt will be on at 8, Sean at 9, and RJ will be here in the 5 o'clock hour from the 214. Thanks, y'all, for what you do. My daughter attends My Possibilities. It is a great organization, and I'm sure that means your daughter is awesome because every single person I've ever met at My Possibilities is a top, top-notch human being. Now... We talked about this some Drive it. yesterday. Don't you dare. <laughs> what is happening right now? We just sent, my mic came on right when I did that. Sorry. We just sent my son, my oldest, down to Derek's car uh, to get his phone charger. And it's his nice car. And uh, Mike said, drive it. Oh, no. <laughs> he is 15. He's not with, allowed to drive He's got a learner's himself, permit right, right now. So. Good enough. <laughs> no, it's not good enough, That's how Mike. you learn. No, it's not how you learn. You don't learn that way. I just gave him. Permission. <laughs> Get it? Permit? That was pretty good. All right. It's like the sweater. The name. <laughs> the name. Shaq. Versus the reality. Should the Dallas Cowboys go after Shaq Leonard? Or do you want to wait until Broadus gets here and I can switch it up and give you a totally different topic? Um. Let's give our opinion without Broadus, yeah. and then we can really okay. either be like, "Yes, my opinion was good," or "Oh no." I, and I was listening to I was listening to Broadus yesterday on the drive home as they were kind of discussing it a little bit, and a lot of what he was saying fit the what we were discussing yeah. uh, yesterday regarding what <laughs> what the player is right now, what it looks like. I really enjoyed hearing Broadus talk about the uh, how he doesn't look like he was laboring. Uh, to get to the places that he wanted to go, the way, the way he wanted to move his hips and get to a certain place. Broadus was really gr- driving in on what he physically looks like. And he went yeah. and watched all those things. And to add a player like that to what you do, it allows you to, Dan Quinn, to have more options again. Because if you look at what they're doing right now with the what seventeen safeties they're running out there, yeah, uh, they they their options are limited when it comes to having bigger bodies out there. So if you add something like that to it, that's something I'm looking at is can Marquise Bell be the linebacker you need all the time or some of the times? And if you can kind of replace some of uh, some of those reps, some of those options with that, then I'm feeling pretty good about adding. If you can go get that guy on this team. So we bring on the man himself, Brian Broaddus. Before we get any further into this, and if you want to say no, I could just ask you off air. Uh, somebody already did a buy it now for your Hurtado's dinner. I'd love to do a second one if we can do that. I was just, okay. Thank Hurtado, you. thank you so much. Thank you so much, Hurtado, for uh, providing that yep. to the charity. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I saw, and matter of fact, on Twitter last night, I don't know who bought it, but I thanked them. I hope they maybe saw that. Nice. And I encouraged them to vote for Lucius's fishing package. Oh my gosh. How awesome is that, right? I might bid on that myself. Me too. Because hanging out with Lucius and fishing would be a lot of fun. Would be a ton of fun. But yeah, absolutely. If I was going to bring it up, I'm sorry I was running late. I brought you guys, I made some homemade breakfast tacos this You're the morning. Oh, yeah. Sausage, egg, Goodness. and cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese. So they're in the bags over there. But yeah, I, I misjudged. I got before thirty to do this, and I was running a little late on that. So oh, my apologies. Not Thanks, a man. Thanks. Okay, I was late too. Were you? Yep. That's. I mean, for baseball, professional athletes usually aren't late. Yeah, it was an accident. Was it really? Yeah, I missed my exit. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll happen too. Fits you. Fits you. Yeah. It doesn't fit me. No opinion or bad opinion. Who said about bad opinions? Was well, my- I just saying we have our opinion, but you are a professional uh, scout. That's why I'm doing radio. <laughs> so I'm just basing I'm basing it yeah. off of reputation and age, and reputation and age says that the Shaq can still play. The Shaq can still play. Uh, yesterday, when that all broke down, now the question will be: It's you, you guys mentioned about all the line. The, the Cowboys. I found the stat really funny. I'm getting into this next gen stuff. I never did that before, but the Cowboys have got me on this platform where I can kind of dig in on yeah. things. And I'm thinking, oh, they play a lot of nickel. No, it's dime. They play dime because of the extra line, the the safety playing the linebacker, so they're really playing with six defensive backs, and they're trying to get around it because they don't have any linebackers. It's necessity, right? It's the, absolutely what they have to do right now. And so if you're if you're looking at the Cowboys, and we start to talk about the draft, I guess linebacker is going to be an area you're probably going to look at pretty strong. But uh, yeah, it, you know this this guy could still play. I don't know the situation when I get off. Uh, after we'll be with you guys, I'm going to make some calls and find out why Indianapolis uh, moved on from this particular player. One of the things that we kicked around yesterday and people are like, hey, how about going through waivers and everything like that is yeah. if you're ready to step up and take a sizable hit, I feel as though you'll probably be in a small company and can jump to the front of the line and pick him up. Yeah, you're you're in a you're in a waiver situation where it's done by it's done by record. And how many teams want to take the six million well, hit, it, right? Well, that's the you know you have a team like the Bears and Matt Eberflus was a defensive coordinator in Indianapolis when Leonard was at his absolute yeah. best. And but you got to know if you're the Bears, are we planning on firing Matt Eberflus? Do we want to bring in a player? This would be more about right now and then finding a way to you know keep the player around potentially because you got him for a couple of years there, but the uh, but yeah it's a uh, it, you know there's probably not many teams that will do that, but uh, you know maybe like I say you, you're going to have to recruit if this thing goes through waivers and now you're going to have to recruit. There's some teams out there that desperately need linebacker help. This Eagles. Uh, there's teams ahead. I'm not ahead of you. The Eagles would be behind you, but you're going to have to recruit is what you're going to have to And do. you think somebody will pay him the $6 million? I, you know, the, the team that just comes to mind to me is the Bears just because Matt Eberflus. But how, how solid ground, if you're, uh, you know, if you're the front office at the Bears, you're thinking, okay, Eberflus wants this player, but Eberflus ain't going to be here after this year. You know, may, yeah. maybe you know that. And so you move on that way. I, I know you said you'd find out more after. There's something going on here. Okay. If you had the reins, would you consider then? Let's Absolutely. Just, let's just say the Bears don't pick them up. Absolutely, okay. I would. Yeah, just because of the way my team is configured right now. Yep. You know, this. You. one of the things that we were all talking about, and, and trust me, they listen to us out there. They, they know, but they always agree with us. Absolutely not. Uh-huh. 
but they do listen to what we say. And so to me, this is where, you know, you, you were thinking about trade deadline. What could they use? They could use a linebacker. Yeah. So the NFL gods have thrown you a linebacker after the trade deadline that can actually play. Would this technically be like a rental, though? Like in baseball, it's, you know, you get a guy that is released like this. You only get a little bit If you bit claim of the contract, yeah. we, got, it's, so it's, it's, it's a, we got him for next year. He's next not a, re- he's not no. complete. Okay. No, no. That's what I guess I didn't yeah, know. But yeah. But the beauty but I'll is. I'll take a rental. You're off the hook for a lot of that guaranteed right, money, right? And so you could bail if you wanted, if you wanted to, to. But he is glad you're around the station, Heggy. You have an understanding of these numbers. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yes. I mean, Heggy, right. so Heggy can look at a contract and say, "Okay, now we could get out of this <laughs> <Yeah>. thing." <laughs> April twenty fourth of twenty twenty four, we can get rid of this guy. It's just really neat and interesting, and like honestly, that's a competitive advantage if yeah. you have the right people who know how to get that extra. 500,000 or whatever, that stacks up. That does stack up. we got to figure out why they stopped playing him on all downs. He was a three-down player at one time, Mike, in his career, and now he's gone to where they play him on first and second down. I need to ask some folks, okay, at Indianapolis, do you have a situation where Chris Ballard, the general manager, drafted somebody and is trying to get that player more more playing time? How easy do you think it would be for Shaq Leonard? Let's just put him on the Cowboys to immediately impact the team. To give you an idea, just because I don't know, Kyrie Irving couldn't do it, right? right. Because there's chemistry and there's how do I play off of these guys and all of this stuff. So I'm wondering how a linebacker comes in, learns the system, and is is an impact. No, I think 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 you make a really good point. I think with this one, you look at the play style and you start to think this guy could fit into what we're going to do. He's the, the one thing that you notice on film that really jumps out is his ability to run still. I was worried about, okay, is he not, when you watch him play, and I was watching him against Derek's Brownies, and, you know, there were, there were the, when he was the movement side of things, you know, if a guy looks like he's, if he's stiff or he can't turn or he can't run, then you're thinking like, okay, I see why they're giving up on this guy. But that wasn't the case at all. So, Mike, to your point, Give me a guy, give me a linebacker that can run sideline to sideline. That's what we kind of see with the Cowboys and what they play with their linebackers. You know, they might not always be great at taking on blocks, but they could run, you know, sideline to sideline. They got speed. This guy can clearly still still do those things. Still physical enough, too, to, like, go fill gaps. Yeah, and get absolutely. Through. You know, that's the thing about it is he, he's a finisher. Uh, there was a, a, a time and space where Zeke got him on a swing pass you know, he had nine tackles uh, the last time when they were, well, the, the game I got to see, uh, they were playing the, the Colts. Uh, the Colts were playing uh, the Patriots in Berlin, and he was just all over the field that particular day. So if you give me a guy that can move and can tackle and play linebacker in a team that doesn't have a lot of linebackers right now, then I, I think I'm surely looking at it. I know the, the position's different, but can you, like, compare – the difference between him and the addition of Anthony Barr last year. Anthony Barr was done. He was stiff, right? Anthony Barr couldn't move. And and then and I think what happened was Anthony Barr played the best he could play at that particular time in his career. But there was there was a lot of, of Anthony Barr could still think the game, could still react, but he didn't have the quickness or the lateral agility or any of that to be able to make enough plays. Yeah. This guy this guy still has that ability. Something I was curious about is immediately after Leonard was waived, he was out doing his handing out turkeys. Yeah, his Thanksgiving charity drive Love is it. we talk about yeah, exactly. We talk about stuff like that and it's super cool. Does stuff like that matter in the office or you're like, hey, that's super great. 
I need to know if he can still make these tackles. I, I think that I think that you will do your legwork on asking. Oh, you know, Stephon Gilmore played with him at the with the Colts last year. Yep. And so you're able to kind of, uh, you know, maybe you're in a situation where you know somebody on the Colts. Maybe Will McClay might have a really good relationship with Chris Ballard. Maybe Dan Quinn has a relationship with. Uh, well, with Gus Bradley, yep. you know, and then Gus is like, listen, he, this guy will fit. Matter of fact, there was a story, I think Eric Giafalo said it yesterday, about how when they got Stephon Gilmore in the trade, Gus Bradley said, you're going to love playing for Dan Quinn. You're going to absolutely okay. love playing for him. So there's there's back-channel ways of finding out about the player's makeup and how it can potentially fit in your into your scheme. You're going to do a lot. There's going to be everybody who's a part of this, is going to have some responsibility to Will McClay and Stephen Jones as far as bringing information. And, and, I, and I'm not saying that if the Cowboys don't do this, it means they don't believe in this at all. But some of your breakdown has me thinking, when the Cowboys always talk about, hey, we have salary cap space just in case, yeah. and it rolls over and everything yeah. like that, and they're like, hey, if that move came along, we would make it. This kind of feels like that move. I, I just I said it earlier, I feel like the football gods threw you one here. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're in the home stretch and you're about to play some games against some teams. I know we talk about it a lot on our station about how you're going to defend the run. You know, how you're going to be able to play, you know, how, how, how you're going to get talented players on the field in order to match with the Eagles or match with what's going on in San Francisco or, uh, you know, games potentially you're looking for down the stretch. This might be a question that takes longer to answer than we have, but we have all day. So whatever. Um, good point. The the idea, if you and I don't know if you subscribe to this idea, brought us that they're like, hey, we are fine. Defensive coordinators are fine with you running the ball, yeah. As long as you're not striking big downfield against us, right? If you're in that mindset, the Cowboys have been pretty good at not letting teams do that. No. So do yeah. do is has that been a payoff or just something you have to give up? And is it worth it? Are they good enough against the run right now that they don't have to add? I. It's funny that the opponent you're going to play Thursday refuses to run the ball and they're actually good at it the commanders are yeah. one of those teams they lead Brian the league, good. they lead the league in uh pass attempts they lead the league in completions and interceptions and uh, yeah they're up there they're <laughs> up there right there with the interception but they do throw the ball every yeah. snap and you wonder if eric Bieniemy is going to come in this game and see some of the problems and i call them problems because when you watch the all 22 and Corey, i know you do that the, when you watch the game against Carolina, a lot of self-inflicted, a lot of getting turned, a lot of, of, of guessing, a lot, you know, when the Cowboys are bad on run defense, it's usually self-inflicted. Yeah. When they're on, when they're on the screws, they're usually, they're usually locked in and ready to play run defense. I just worry about in a short week that the commanders say, you know what, if we let this, if we let this uh, defense rush us all day and pass rush all day, we're going to give up eight sacks. The left side of their offensive line cannot hold up in this game if, in fact, they just they, they commit to a complete throw the football every snap day. And they've been giving Howell some David Carr vibes with how many times he's 51, been getting 50, sacked. 51 times. It's right? second most. Yeah. Only the Giants have been sacked more, and, he's, and the pressures are some of the highest that you'll see in the league. So, yeah, it, you, you have to... I feel like that you, know, you don't have a lot of practice time. You don't have a, really an experience expansive game plan for this game because it's such a short week so you really have to kind of go with what you know you know maybe you have three or four pass plays you really like and maybe you've got three or four run plays you really like and that's going to be our offense you know you want to make sure that you you call things that your players 
are completely comfortable with. So, I, I mean, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, mean, I'm watching tape, I'm like, I do not want them rushing me. Yeah. I, I, there's no way I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. It looks like they, that Carolina had some success running the football, and I'm going to take a chance that we can get that done today. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Got Brian brought us with us for the hour, and apparently he's brought us food as well. Coming up next, I am what epically... Brian brought us? Exactly. <laughs> I am epically fascinated by this story. Could this move have prevented the Cowboys from winning the Super Bowl in 1993? You're going to love this story next right here on The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast from the chicago 40 there's barry up the middle 35 cuts to the right 30 cuts it back over the middle 20 to the 15 to the 10 to the 5 touchdown 40 yards the painter barry sanders KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're going to go back in time for this segment as part of Peace-a-thon. For the Is that Wayne's way, World right there? Yeah. 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 <laughs> for the 903. There's very few movies I could actually quote. That makes me so happy. I that love was good. That I am the absolute worst with movies, yes. I think you'll like this from the 903. Good morning, guys. Just wanted to say I love Peace-a-thon, not only for a good cause, but love the content always. It's like a day yeah. full of crosstalks. And as much as I love the show, I always look forward to the crosstalks. Love you guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving. 
Appreciate it very much. 1053thefan.com slash peaceathon if you want to bid on stuff or if you want to donate. That's a huge part of this as well. I, I do miss the ham slap and the cranberries in sure, the pants. Sure, And the running around the building with no clothes on. Do Did you? I, I do. <laughs> it, it, it was an element to that. And then drunk Jared Sandler taking over after we were done. Oh, that can still happen. He, yeah. he, he will show up like, and he'll go run the turkey trot oh all God. liquored up. And he would like lay, lay on, on the, the couch. couch. Yeah. Hey guys, yeah. see you in a little bit. Kick yeah. doors open. And that guy, just... that guy's a world champion. Hey, that he guy's a—he's a world champion. If you want to get yeah. in the mix on that, our favorite plumber, Michael Talbot, gave me a bottle of Red Hot Fire Sauce. It's down in the car. Oh no! If you want to uh, try something out, no, nope. you can put it on your breakfast taco. I just ate my breakfast taco. I would have done it. You know what? Have another one. Why buddy? didn't you? Bring it up upstairs. I, 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 I should have brought the salsa too. I, I should make that from scratch. How I'm sorry. Often do you just have wow. a hot sauce in I your love car? Fresh salsa. Yeah, they, I'll make you some. I got. I got it's a couple of good recipes. As long as it's spicy. Yeah, yeah I got you covered. All right. So we're gonna go back in time. Could this move have cost my the second Cowboys year in the NFL? The 1993 Super Bowl. Ooh. All right. Have you guys? I just came out yesterday. Have you heard anything? Have you watched anything about the Barry Sanders documentary? No. I've competed against Barry Sanders a bunch to okay. be able to like go, my gosh, this is not good for us today. Well, first of all, Scott Mitchell, not a fan. Utah. Yeah. He said, quote. I'm he got fat. <laughs> he was fat when he was playing quarterback. He for doesn't the like Lions. Barry Sanders? Uh, or what? not? He doesn't like the documentary. I'll let you decide. Does it oh, make no. him look like a buffoon? I am so was. tired of hearing how I was the reason that Barry Sanders yeah. never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing how I was not a good QB. My only response, F you all. That includes Eminem and Jeff Daniels. Now, there's what? a sentence that you wouldn't have thought that you would hear. Scott Mitchell lashes out. As and, he's taking a bite of his breakfast yeah. burrito. Man! <laughs> is so Scott Mitchell. He went on like the biggest loser show or something. Yeah, he did. Sure did. Did he do well? I don't know. I don't watch that show. I just okay, remember like, do it? Scott Mitchell weighs over 300 pounds. It happened. That's it? I think he played that way, too. Okay, so. Maybe he the, not mobile. The documentary reveals that before he went to the Chiefs, Joe Montana really wanted to go to the Detroit Lions wow. and team up with Barry Sanders. Hmm. Wayne Fonts, who obviously at yes. the time yes. it was, was the head coach. Was doing drugs and the Fonts. blaming his son. They're like, oh, this must be my son's drugs. I, I, he crashed I don't his remember car. that. Oh, Google this. Wayne Fonts uh, one time got uh, it was in a car accident. And they found cocaine in the car. Oh, and he's like, no. "Oh, I, I think my son drove my car. I don't know quite what was going on here." Oh, Wayne was a fun guy to party with. Okay, yeah, Wayne, Wayne was a great. Unless you guy. are his son. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wayne, but Wayne, Wayne will blame you for his faults. Yeah. Well, so then maybe Wayne is just pushing this off on somebody else, and he said in the documentary. Joe Montana called me and said, yeah. I'd love to play with you and Barry Sanders. I nearly jumped off my desk. So then <laughs> they took it. Something else off his desk. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> then they took it to Chuck Schmidt, who. <laughs> the general manager. Yes, the general manager Chuck, at the time. Former player there. And Chuck Schmidt said, he's too old. He's over the hill. Uh, and they went wow. back to Joe Montana and said, I'm sorry. And then Joe Montana went to the Chiefs. They made it to the AFC Championship game, yeah. or as Barry Sanders said, he lit it up in Kansas City. He did. Could Joe Montana yeah. with the Detroit Lions in 1993 have prevented a back-to-back Super Bowl for the Cowboys? No. 
I think, I think I think that team was too good. I I I'm going to give you more of a pitch. Competed against both, and the Cowboy team was unbelievable to yeah. play against. So yeah. so difficult to deal with. But that you had to deal with Barry Sanders, and they and they had you know Detroit at the time had some guys. Do you remember who their quarterbacks were that year? Uh, ninety two was that ninety three. Uh, they used three. Was it uh, Eric Kramer? Wasn't that, that, is, that is correct? Yeah, right. Rodney Pete. That is also Rod, Rodney, correct. Yeah. And then, don't expect me to name it. Jared Goff, Andre Ware, Ron, Andre Ware. Okay. Oh. By the way, because they were into at the time, they they were into the run and shoot. Yes, Mouse Davis was the OC. Great and, jazz musician. And, and and yeah. And so how do you know that? That's Miles Davis. <laughs> Miles Davis. I was just yeah. joking about that. But Miles Davis Miles Davis was uh he was orchestrating. So that was, you know, they had come from Portland State. Houston had run it. You know, a lot of teams, a lot of teams are trying to attack you that way. And so we were trying to figure out how to defend it. And I didn't yeah. know Harry Collins. I didn't know no. I didn't know I would have a natural transition to this, but we actually have an autograph Andre Wear mini helmet up on the What? He won site. the Heisman, right? It, yes, he, he actually did. did. It's inscribed yeah. with Heisman That's cool. on there. Joey Harrington. No, you we already got the three. Maybe the biggest pick I've ever missed. Oh, I think a lot of us missed on that. Hold on to that. We're going to get to that. He just was a, a better minute. piano player than he was a quarterback. Gus Farrat. So I was looking at the Lions. They were <laughs> Eric Kramer. <sighs> yes. I already said Eric Kramer, yes, right? You, did. Okay. you got that Frank right. Frank Wright. He played for Buffalo. No. He did play for the the Lions. That is wrong. Never mind. The Lions were 16th in points that year. Eric Hippel. That's another one. You too? Are yeah. you against me too on no, this? No. Look, up, to look up Eric Hippel. He right. was a player. That's like a Eric cool Hippel, whenever they showed like Lawrence Taylor <laughs> killing somebody, it was usually Eric Hippel getting killed. Hippel. Yeah, Hippel. Lions H-I-P-P-L. were 16th in points L- that year. The Chiefs... <laughs> We're eighth in points. In their six losses, the Lions scored a total of 53 points. I told you their quarterback. It's a different time. This is true. This feels like a vast upgrade at quarterback, but you still think maybe not enough. Or probably not enough. No, not enough. Okay. Not enough. Corey, you say same? Hipple was born in Lubbock, Texas, Kevin. I just wanted to get some information out there. Yeah, no, I'm dead on, dude. Get your guns up. I don't think think anybody was beating that team, dude. Not at all. What's your deal? Why are you hating on the Cowboys? Look, we we don't have that great of a history in our lifetime as a Dallas Cowboys fan. And the greatest time you're trying to poop on it because you're such a Joe Montana fan, Joe Montana would have beat everybody. Well, his ass was on the bench in 92 watching the Cowboys beat his team. And that's why the Cowboys won. There's my other hot take. No, I'm just kidding. That's Cowboys team. Listen, I'm kidding. He took away 92 I, no, and no, no, 93 no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I've said numerous times the 1992 Dallas Cowboys team is the best football team I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I know people like the 91 Washington team. Oh, no, team, yeah. That was, or, no, yeah, no, yeah. The 92 that, Cowboys that, team that, that, The Washington teams were good, too. Absolutely. He was 16. Montana was 16 and seven in his in his playoff career. Like the and we talk about the Super Bowls undefeated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but 16 and seven. I still. I mean, I don't. I understand Kevin. He was that great of a quarterback. Uh, the system he was playing with yeah. in uh, with Bill Walsh was very important. I'll to tell what you they another. Did. Yeah, I'll tell you another thing that was really uh, that helped a lot of those quarterbacks from that era was lack of free agency. Like yeah. Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, they, they really had all the same team every year. Yeah. So if you were able to to draft a quality offensive line, if you had playmakers on the outside, they weren't going anywhere. You know, you you were you were like that's why I really do respect like the Mannings and then, you know, and and what they've done and uh, the Brady's. 
because their roster constantly turning over. Yeah. Does, that, does that make the generational by generational comparison unfair then? It, it makes it difficult when you start to talk about all-time great quarterbacks. Because, you know, if a guy if a guy like Joe Montana played with, I mean, numerous Hall of Fame players on offense, and those guys went nowhere. They, they maybe, you know, if maybe Jerry Rice, you know, Jerry Rice left and, you know, went on and played yeah. a couple spots, the Raiders and Seattle for a year, I think is what he did. But, yeah, they, this, the, the, it was, it was really, it was beneficial to those big time court. Now they had to make plays, but man, when you have Bill Walsh and you have the same roster for basically 10 straight years, I think you're going to have some, some good days. Now you'd mentioned just to give some people some insight, second year in the league. Yeah. Can you tell everybody where you were and what you were doing? I was at in this Green point? Bay. I was a scouting administrator. Started on my twenty seventh birthday, so December twelfth of nineteen ninety one was my first day in Green Bay. And when it was zero degrees, I I walked outside and said, "What the hell did I just do?" <laughs> One of those things. But yeah, that's that's where it all kind of started for me. Is the opportunity to go from NFL Europe, the World League, to going to work for the Packers, and it we we were not the Packers were a lot like the Packers team. The Houston Texans right now remind me of what we were in Green Bay in 92, where you get a young quarterback, yeah. you get a, a quality head coach, you build some pieces around. I mean, we had Sterling Sharp and guys, but we didn't get Reggie White right off the – it was 1993 when we got Reggie White. But, man, it was that first year, it was like the Packers are going to lose this game. And then we went on one six straight. And everybody's like, oh, wait, maybe this is a team you have to kind of deal with. And, and sure enough, it, it turned out that way. Is that is that going to beat the Cowboys? That was a problem. Well, because <laughs> those teams were so good. Yeah, that is true. And I remember you've told the story of people haven't heard it before when people thought the Cowboys were down or the Cowboys right. were down, and they're like, "Oh, I hope the Cowboys win so we can play them again." And oh no, like, that was Bob Harlan. That and was, you were like, yeah, "No, we don't." Kevin Harlan's dad, Bob Harlan, was president of the Packers, and he, you know, uh, we we were on a run where we had gotten home field advantage, and. Bob Harlan, you know, we were all standing there. Bob Harlan goes, yeah, we got Dallas right where we want him. We want him to beat Carolina. And I, I go, no no offense, Mr. Harlan, but we haven't beat them yet. Let's let's try and beat Carolina, this expansion team. And he goes, oh, no, you're right, you're right. And sure enough, you know, Kerry Collins and, you know, they had Kevin Green. They had some veteran players. But, yeah, it was a second-year team that came to Lambeau Field that day in the NFC Championship game. With no regard for human life. Was, hold on, was that a thing? <laughs> or was this no regard for human thing? life or just that Yeah, saying? was that like, did they, I don't remember them saying that that day. It was, was Kevin Hagelin. Oh, okay, all right. That was by Kevin Hagelin. What? what? Oh, really? man, that's Doesn't valid. he say that when, like, somebody dunks a basketball? Oh, that's your Kevin Harlan. Oh, Kevin Harlan. Hagelin. Yeah, yeah, you said yeah. the wrong I Kevin. I was like, I do not recall I, ever I love, saying that uh, in my life. The thing I always Way love about Kevin Harlan that's is, it, I'm going home. <laughs> he always describes what is, I mean, he paints a picture God, of what yeah. everybody's job. wearing. The, you know, the, yes. uh, the sleeves three quarters length. He takes the snaps, belt high. He steps back. You know, that's, I love when he goes into those descriptions. And Mike, I already told you the deal to go home. Like, you just have to get a certain amount of money in here. And you can take Come on, Mike, raise some money today. All right. My possibilities, uh, donations. Go to 1053thefan.com slash peaceathon. Got it. It's not the easiest thing to spell, but good luck. You could just go to 1053thefan.com. Yeah. That'll get you there okay. as well. Right now, I see we have $0 raised in the donations. Somebody just said they donated $100 uh, because uh, Kevin's not wearing his Duke hoodie. 
So okay. oh. they were like, I'll donate 100 But if it's not showing up, I got to go talk to somebody. He's become a that. huge Alaska fan lately. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> I, I went through the uh, the items. Yeah, it, it, It's amazing the job that you guys have done for that. Congratulations on that. And again, I appreciate the, the folks that bid on my particular item. And hopefully we can circle back and get another one. Thank That'd be you. great. $20. Oh, thank you, Tolos, who are listening. Look the at early that. crew just, just donated somebody go. or people just donated $20. Please if, donate. If you donate, I, it, do you put the for Mike's day off? Is that what you put if you want to get Mike off the air? <laughs> how much? Yeah, how, much yeah, how much? How much do you raise? Though, brother, you'll, you'll let's, just, let's put a price on how much it would take to get Mike off the air today. If we yeah. get I, just, I got to make a donation, but I don't want to do it and get him out of here. I want to make sure yeah, he earns it. Oh, yeah. what, Corey, what do you make think Mike stay. is a fair amount? <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, that's a great way to do it. What's we, a fair amount of donations <laughs> the do- to let Mike next leave? Next year, two donation pays yeah. to make Mike leave to make I'd Mike stay. $5,000 maybe? <laughs> we, we raised, we got t- more than 10000 in donations last year. Okay. So if Mike wants to peace out, we need more than that. All right, so 15000 for Mike to leave, yeah. but also 15000 15, for him yeah. to stay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fair. We can, we can cover his shift yeah, if he was just put your uh, information, just say for Mike to stay or for Mike to leave. Man, that would be awesome. And we got so many donations, <laughs> but they were all for Mike to stay. <laughs> God, I hope that happens. Can we tally them and see? Oh, you yes. can pay $10 I would, I would for shipping. I was wondering what that meant. Yeah, I was like, what am I bidding on? Out of state or something. You <laughs> Are you just bidding on stuff and you don't even know? You're trying to get That's a G-Bag, get, get G-bag Nation flag? Like, oh, what am I bidding on? all the same. Coming up Getting next. a flag from the G-Bag Nation over there. That's right. We will go into Ask Broadus plus Ooh. our annual tradition, uh-huh. the Naked Tuna story. All of it coming at you next right here on 105 Through the Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan from the 409. Hey, Kevin, I bought the Andre Wear helmet. Twolo Andy, that is fantastic. From the 214, you know, we've we've talked about this, and we might have something that we can figure out to make this happen. Kevin, love what y'all are doing. Most of us can't afford the stuff you have. Should do a raffle for us poor people who donate that is a good idea that we've talked about several times that we just still haven't implemented, but let's, we're going to work on that. Maybe we can figure out something to make that happen today. We've got Ron brought us with us 
and wanted to do a little Ask Broadus for people who are interested along the way, and then we'll get to story time with Ryan Broadus, which is always amazing, <laughs> is I wanted to fire off a bit of audio real quick. If we can go to cut number 12, because you started to reference this for yourself. Cut number 12, this is Todd McShay talking about his first big draft misevaluation. Jamarcus Russell was, yeah, he was my first big gotcha moment. That was a Jamarcus thing, though, more than it was an evaluation. Well, was, again, young, first time doing this, first time ESPN sent me out to do pro days. And this son of a gun gets on one knee at the end of his pro day and launches it 65 yards and hits a goalpost from his knee. 65 yards. And I was like, whoo. I could throw a football far, too. <laughs> Over the mountains? Yeah. So I've seen you throw routes. You throw routes pretty well. I can sling Left it. I'm telling you. sling it. I yeah. guarantee you, too, right, right now, now, I could. I bet you I can. Well, I don't know about you, but I can throw very well right-handed now. Football. Probably better than you. You probably can. You can't throw it better left-handed right now, can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> now what, Kevin? It's just a constant Sorry, competition I took over, with Kevin. these guys. That's too competitive. The sun's pro coming out. Take pictures, Tolos. Take pictures God. and send them to Kevin. Please don't. Somebody did already has on me, Facebook. Kevin? I did. Thanks for being here, Derek. I appreciate it. it. I didn't mean to ruin your segment. That's okay. Is who was your first big misevaluation? Oh, the the Joey Harrington one was because you could watch Joey Harrington play at Oregon. And the, and the way he moved around in the pocket, the accuracy that he sh- uh, was showing. The thing that we didn't know about Joey Harrington was how important football was to him, and it wasn't. You know, there were a lot of other interests that he had. And that's where that's where sometimes your misevaluations come, is the, the guys that, like, football's important to Dak Prescott. You know, that's you, know, you talk about, when you look at your evaluations, and the first thing you're saying, man, this guy's a leader, football's important to him. I don't think football was important to Joey Harrington. It just came really natural to him the way he threw the football. It was a pretty ball he threw at Oregon. I mean, you could watch it and you're like going, well, he's gonna fit and fine in the league. The way he's the way, you know, hitting receivers on the move and you know, and, and, and navigating the pocket the way he did. But but the his ability to just live and diet every day was what really got him sideways. Is that ever frustrating to you like seeing cuz I've played with guys, I'm not going to ever throw them under the bus, but there's guys that don't care to be yeah. Oh, I'm playing baseball. It's like yeah. they don't care. They but they can go out there and still do so well. Right. And then you see guys who are who are passionate, yeah. care about it and then they I don't want to say they suck, but they don't do as well like me. Mike. Yeah, like me. To well, be honest, yeah. I don't mean it like that. I'm not taking no, no, a shot no. at Mike, but no, it's true but like you it. see you see guys that really work their tails yeah. off and everything they care so much. Yeah. But they can't have the success as that same guy who doesn't give a crap at all. I always thought like Josh Hamilton was one of those dudes that could just he could not practice for two years and then go pick up a bat and still hit bombs. I mean, and we didn't kind of see that. Yeah, he was a freak. The the thing is, like with him, when he's hot, man, he doesn't matter where you put it. That thing's getting hit over the fence. But when he's cold, at night, yeah, he he was swinging a wet newspaper when he was up there. He's cold. (laughs) Uh, Mine was Greg Oden, Kevin. Uh, That's the only miss I've had in all my scouting. Was that injury related? Uh, That was, yeah, I think that was the one where I was just like him over Kevin Durant, and then yeah, uh, Kevin Durant's turned out to be pretty. Did we fall in love with a body type there? Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, But he he shot sixty percent from the free throw line his freshman year in college, left-handed. 
he couldn't shoot right-handed because something was wrong with he his wrist. his fingers or So something, he yeah. decided, well, I have to shoot free throws. I'm not mm. going to do it underhanded. I'll just change to my left hand. And that son of a gun at 19 years old shot 60%, which is close to Lucas' percentage. <laughs> left-handed. Ah, man. Yeah, there's no Luke, situation Lucas, you won't pull off the road to slam the Mavericks for. Uh, Luca, Lucas' percentage has gone down. It has. He's <laughs> not lying that, about I, that. No, I to, know that. Yeah, I know you do. I know. It had to be injuries with Greg Oden, but also, obviously, he, he then fell on to tough times, hard times is he played in the championship game. Yeah. Yeah. He played against Noah Hortford and Corey Brewer. But if you just take uh, Noah, Joakim Noah, and you take Hortford, those guys are awesome NBA big guys for their career. And they couldn't do anything against that 19 year old in the championship game. Now, Florida was way better than Ohio State, but you're just watching him and you're just like, this is okay. next level big man. This is going to be the next yeah. greatest big man in the NBA. I think the injuries, yeah, just that's Absolutely. something, man. You, you can't predict those things. Well, you fight, you fight, alcoholic. Well, yeah, you fight, you fight that all the time when you're in that room. You're like you're fighting on a trying to get a player on your team, and then the doctor says, uh, "Well, no, he's got this. He's got." And then you're like, I, I just remember sometimes there were Jerry Jones would ask Jim Mauer, the trainer, like, tell me why I can't draft this guy. Yeah. And then Jim would say, did well. Did he always accept that answer? He did. You, you, okay. well, you never, you you very rarely win against the medical opinion. We did it when in Philadelphia. And I give I, I give Jeff Lurie, the owner, a ton of credit for the Jeremiah Trotter pick that we it's made. I mean, he, well. he, he the doctor said 10 games, 10 years. I don't know. Can't tell you about his knee. 10 games, 10 years. Can't tell you, Brian. Jeff Lurie goes, if we like this guy that much, let's just draft him. Let's, let's we'll worry about it later. And I'm like, okay, if you want to go, let's turn that card in. You know? Yesterday we went through, and I really want to know all else takes on this. Is yesterday we went through the player survey for the NFL and everything. That's like always that. fascinating to it me. It is, and one question in particular we didn't get to. I wanted to ask you this about about this right now. If the NFL had a team overseas, would you want to play for it? Now, yeah, I know, obviously, yeah. you're an it's, expert in this field. That's my background. 35% yes, yeah. 55% no, 55.5% right. no, 9.5% right. maybe. Right. What was the feel you got? I know it's a different deal because the yeah. player's like, I need to be here right I need now. to be here, right. Yeah, we were very fortunate. My, my professional start was with NFL Europe in 1990. Yep. And so I, when I went to London and we did Frankfurt, Barcelona, you know, we had all these teams, and I was thinking – Maybe in 15 years we'll have it. You know, they, they, you know, the Cowboys were one of the first things. The Cowboys and the Bears were one of the first teams to play in London in the mid 80s, I think yeah. 86 yeah. or something like that. But the, but, but working overseas and, you know, I mean, the fans there didn't know any better. They just really were just, they were just, they didn't know the players as well. Sure. But today you go over there. You can't fool them with players. Like we used to in NFL Europe, we'd have these players that were not very good. But people they, thought they were awesome. But people thought they yeah. were awesome. Like the London Monarchs had a quarterback named Stan Gilball. Stan Gilball went to school. I don't remember Stan him. Gilball went to school at Maryland and was an okay player. Yeah. And he, he was kind of a journeyman, bounce around guy. But it, but he won a championship. So he'll always be able to go to a pub in London and somebody will remember Stan Gilball for winning a championship. Awesome. But nowadays, if you go over there with a team, you can't fool those fans. Wow. They are so up on team, and they know how to roster build. They listen to shows. They take in information. So if you're going to go over there and play, 
they're going to know that you're either a good player or a bad player. They can evaluate that. But the, I guarantee you, a hundred—I won't say hundred percent—close to a hundred percent of the players that said no have a wife and kids. Because one of the people that said yes was like, "Hell yeah!" Have you seen how much money Saudi Arabia is spending? They're that's, throwing billions. That money works I, just fine. For I have me. a relationship. with... Would you want to do this right now? Would you want to go over and make your career in London while you have a baby and a wife? No. No, no, no. I'm not disputing your point. I was just pointing out yeah. for the people who did say yes. No, no. Your, I think a lot of the single guys are probably like, I, heck yeah. I'll tell you what. I To this day, I've always thought about a job I'd love to have is to work at like Sky Sports or BBC yeah. and do like NFL football studio stuff. And F1. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, I could do some F1. They're, they got F1 covered over there. They're good at that. But I would love to go do studio work. So like spend your football season in London doing studio stuff and then coming home working on the draft but you know you'd be going back and forth i just you mentioned saudi arabia you know i have relationships over there with the yeah. royal family and stuff and you know the, the amount of money that they have i i'm surprised uh that that we've yet to you know all these countries are jumping in with hey we'd like to we'd like to I wouldn't be surprised if Saudi Arabia would be a team that logistically tries to figure out how to initially have a maybe a preseason game yeah. over there. Now you'd have to do it in a certain time of the year. Maybe with the 17 game schedule, you could add one the, the one game, not add, but had that 17th game. You get somebody to travel. There's just too much. There's just way way too much money in the Middle East, and I think these owners look at that like. Wow, we can make an extra five hundred million dollars right. playing a game over here. And and Mike, to your point, for the fifty-five and a half percent that said no, how many people in that group can actually say no? Like, how many of those guys are like, I don't know, I, I don't mean to be rude, but like yeah. fringy enough in the NFL that you're like, yeah, no, you need to go play for this. Team. Well, that's you know, the whole thing is how you set it up over there. Like, you know, and the one thing that we've learned with the Saudis and how they're doing things with their soccer players is they're finding ways to make it uh, available so their families can be a part of that and right. all that. So you have to set up training bases depending on where you put the team in London, you know, where you practice, where you train. You know, it could be a, it could be a really beneficial, you know, going over and spending time and working on that, uh, playing football at the old Wembley Stadium there. I mean, there are things that we've seen. You could go over there and have a game. The fan support, tremendous. You would be legend. You'd become legendary status. Do you really think you could win over there with the travel that you'd have to go through a a season? I do, because what we'll do is I'm going to build a home base in Dallas for my my team that comes overseas. I'm going to put a home base in the middle of the country, and that's where my my traveling, my my European team, when they come play games here, that's where I'm going to work. So I might be here for the week. I might be here doing work for a week and then play the game and then we come back. Now, for the NFL, you would have to make a home base similar to what you're doing in Dallas for the visiting team. So maybe a team would want to come over, you know, like, okay, we're playing in London this week. Yeah. So we need a home base. So you can you could spend the whole week there. So you'd have to create two opportunities, a, a big hotel uh, meeting rooms, practice facilities, and all that. The league would probably have to come up with that. But you try and do it where you would, you would the travel, you would work around just staying at these home bases as you're playing. Do you now, think they would have to stay there for like two weeks? For instance, I know like when the Big Ten starts playing with yeah. some of the Pac-10 teams, they're yeah. going to travel out there and it's going to be a back-to-back week right. of playing West right. Coast teams and then come back home. Right. You think it would be the same thing yeah, for I think, that? Yeah, I think scheduling would be there, like the, the, the exact same way. Like you figure out how many weeks do you need to have the European team here 
and how many team how many teams can you take over like three teams you know but you'd have to schedule you know like we do now there's there's teams that have three home games in a yeah. row yeah. so you could schedule around that and then you have the ability now to schedule uh buys behind if you go overseas, you have the option to take those buy. You could take your buy after an overseas travel. Is there any way you can stick around for 10 more minutes? Absolutely. we got to go to break. All Absolutely. right, we're going to go to break. Let's hear the Naked Tuna story. We will also talk with Dallas Cowboys tight end Jake Ferguson. All coming at you as we move into hour number three of Peace thon on 105.3 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.